it's good to be in the Lord's house and uh, thankful for his presence, thankful for his goodness in our life and uh, appreciate what he did for us on the cross of Calvary. I want you to take your Bibles tonight to Psalm chapter number 8. We'll be continuing on in the uh, study through the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter number 8 tonight and uh, this is certainly a familiar uh, passage of scripture and I was thinking about this in the past uh, week or so some have testified I think even last Wednesday night and they've quoted some of these verses here uh, in this chapter and it's good when the word of God is familiar to us uh, but it's even better when we can apply it to our heart and our life and know that it means something to us amen so Psalm chapter number eight I'll invite you to stand stretch your legs and Honor the Word of God tonight. Psalms chapter number 8. If you're there, say amen. 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 Psalm 8. The Bible says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, and all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea." And whatsoever passeth through the pass of the seas, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. You can be seated tonight. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege, God, and the pleasure that it's been to be in the house of God tonight. Lord, we ask you, God, that you'd touch Brother Gravely, Miss Nolita, Lord, their uh, family tonight. Lord, God, would you, uh, Lord, bless in all that's taking place, Lord, in those circumstances. And God, would you bless, uh, Lord, in the funeral services tomorrow. And we, God, we know that you're the God of all grace. And God, you're the God of all comfort, Lord, you're the Father of mercies, Lord. And God, we know that you're able, God, to give peace that passes all understanding. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd do that for us tomorrow. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd bless, Lord, in the preaching tonight. Thank you for what's taking place. God, in here tonight, Lord, we magnify you and glorify you, God, because of who you are and what you've done. And Lord, we ask you, God, now for your help, Lord, that you'd anoint us, Lord, use us, God, how you see fit. And I pray, God, that you'd speak to our hearts and minister to us, Lord, as only you can. Draw us closer to thee, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Psalm chapter number 8 tonight is uh, ascribed to David. David has written this psalm, and uh, some believe that David wrote this psalm after his victory over Goliath, or I should say the Lord's victory in using him in defeating Goliath. And then others believe this, and this is my personal belief tonight, and you take that for what it's worth, but I believe this, that as David was a young man, as he was shepherding the the flock of his father, uh, I couldn't help but think that he looked up in the stars and saw uh, the firmament and saw God's creation, and it inspired him and drove him through the Holy Ghost to write this psalm. Amen. We notice this tonight, that this psalm begins and it ends the same exact way. For the verse says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. I want you to notice something tonight. David is not just writing about God in general. David is not uh, just writing about somebody that
that he's heard about. But thank God David is writing about someone that he's familiar with. Amen. He says, oh Lord, that covenant God name. And then he says, our Lord tonight. Amen. This psalm is a messianic psalm. And who was it that David was writing about? He was writing about the God of heaven. But he was writing about the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. We see in this psalm as we I've just outlined the chapter here tonight. And I'll give you these things and give you our fault. But number one, I see this. I see this is a psalm of creation tonight. Look what the Bible says there at the, at the uh, latter part of verse number one. He said, who has set thy glory above the heavens. And you think about this, David, that young shepherd, he's looking up in the stars and he sees the very handiwork and the very fingerprint of God. Friend, I'm glad to report to you tonight that the same God that saved us, hey, you know these things tonight, but it's just good to be reminded the same God of it saved us and drew us unto Himself is the same God that spoke this world into existence. He's the same God that had a six-day literal creation and rested on the seventh day. Thank God the same God that's the God of salvation is the God of creation tonight. Amen. You and I didn't come from a monkey tonight. An amoeba didn't evolve and bring us into what we are now. Oh no, but thank God God created a sentient being that was able to do for itself and in man's life and in a woman's life they reflect the very glory and the honor of God Himself tonight. Amen. We find that this is a psalm of creation but then I see this tonight. This is a psalm that confounds. This is a psalm that confounds. Look what he said in verse number 2. He said, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. You say, preacher, what does that mean tonight? Well, I notice this. We're talking about the glory and the power and the majesty of God tonight. And it's interesting to me tonight that David mentions in verse number 2, he mentions babies and he mentions children. And there's nothing great about children tonight. There's nothing strong about children tonight. As a matter of fact, when we're born into this world, we're feeble and we're dependent on others. There's no glory in a child. There's no strength in a child. But friend, tonight can I tell you those children and those babies are what God used to bring down strongholds and bring down kingdoms. Can I remind you that when Moses came on the scene, that great leader of the people of God, he was just just a baby up there in the bulrush. When our Lord Jesus Christ came and He went to bloody Calvary, He had His beginnings in this earth as a baby tonight. Amen. And God teaches us all through the Bible that He uses the weak things to confound the strong. He uses the foolish things to confound the wise. Brother, I want to tell you tonight if it had been up to characteristics and qualifications and attributes, I'd have never made it tonight. No, but God looked my way one day and He saw somebody who was foolish. He saw somebody who was unlearned. He saw someone who could not do for their self and He picked me up and picked me up out of nothing and set me over into everything tonight. Amen. This is a psalm that confounds. Amen. You go through all throughout the Bible. You can even use David as an example. When the man of God came and he was looking for Israel's next king, he looked at all the boys that should have lined up. He looked at all the men that should have matched up. But the Holy Ghost said, that ain't him, that ain't him, that ain't him. 
But God pointed him to a small boy who was smooth faced and ruddy and he was of a fair countenance and the Holy Ghost said, Hey Samuel, that's the one tonight. Amen. And God uses the weak things to confound the strong things. Amen. This is a psalm that confounds tonight. Amen. But then I see this. This is a psalm to consider. Look what he says in verses number 3 and verse number 4. He said this in verse number 3. He said, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. He asked the question here. He said, What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? Amen. All throughout the scripture, all throughout the life and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, we find that God was pointing men to points of concern consideration. We find that Jesus often asks questions. Uh, And by the way, when God asks a question, it's not because He don't know the answer tonight, uh, but because He's trying to reveal the answer to you. He wants you to confess. Uh, He wants you to acknowledge. Uh, So David is asking us here in verse number 4, he said, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Uh, You know what David is trying to do? He's trying to set our mind on Christ. He's trying to set our mind on the things of God. And boy, when you sit around and you ponder who Christ is, and you ponder the works of God, and you consider the heavens tonight, you can't help but to burst forth in praise and in worship and adoration of our God tonight. Amen. This is a psalm to consider. But then I see this. This is a psalm about Christ. Amen. This is a messianic psalm. This is psalm, this psalm is about a lot of things tonight. This psalm is about a lot it has a lot of different features. But there's one point. There's one axis. There's one anchor to this psalm tonight. There's one central point, and it is the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. He said this in verse number 4. He said, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? He said in verse number 5, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. And then he said this. He said, Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all... All things under His feet. Amen. I like that part tonight that says all things are under His feet. Amen. I'm glad that this psalm is about Christ. I'm glad that our faith is about Christ. I'm glad this Bible is about Christ. Listen to me tonight. If we take Jesus out of the equation, then we've just gathered here for a social gathering. If we take Jesus out of this Bible, then it's just another manuscript. It's just just another book. Oh, but what is it that gives this book life? What is it that makes our time here worthwhile? What is it that gives us a bond, a fellowship that goes deeper than pews and paint on the wall? It's Christ tonight. Amen. And we have power and we have fellowship through His name tonight. Amen. Everything that you and I are doing tonight, or it should be, is about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And if we lose sight of that, then we've lost everything. Amen. 
it's about Jesus tonight. But then I see this. This is a psalm of comparison. Look, read again the verses 4, 5, and 6. He said, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? He said, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Now when we think about this, we've already said that this psalm is a psalm of creation. And you and I know that God created Adam. Amen. The Bible says in Genesis chapter number 2, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils, and man became a living soul. That's what the Bible says. Amen. And when God created Adam, you know what he did? He set him out over that garden, and he set him out over this earth, and he said, Adam, everything that you see, everything that your eyes behold, everything that you can hear, everything that you can reach out and touch with the exception of one thing, I'm giving it to every, every bit of it, I'm giving it to you tonight. And what Jesus and what God did for Adam, He gave him dominion over everything. He gave him dominion over the beasts of the field. He gave him dominion over everything tonight. And He put all things under His feet. But we know this tonight, that Adam sinned willingly, didn't he? And he gave that dominion up. And so tonight we see that this psalm is a psalm of comparison. It's not only just about the natural man, Adam, that God considers and God is mindful of. But thank God this is a picture and this is about, thank God, the last Adam tonight. Amen. Of that heavenly Joshua, the captain of our salvation. Thank God. The anchor of our hope, anchor of hope for our soul. Amen. Thank God. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. So tonight we see a comparison between the natural and the spiritual tonight. Amen. Adam came and he lost the dominion that God had given him. But you know what Jesus did? Jesus replaced it. And then Jesus won up to what Adam had. Jesus gave us everything. He made us join heirs with Him. And thank God one of these days He'll sit on the throne of David that's rightfully His. And thank God there will be dominion once again. You think about it tonight. This earth is not subject unto us. The animals, the dog that you have in your home... At one point in time, it was not subject unto you. It had to be domesticated. It had to be trained. And you had to go through the aggravation of getting that thing to subdue to your will and be in subjection unto you. When a man goes out and plows a field, it ought to just pop out and give labor and give fruit like it did for Adam. No, but it's cursed and it fights man. And it's not subject unto him. Oh no, but thank God when Jesus comes again. Thank God the curse will be lifted and it will all be restored. Amen. Thank God it's a psalm of comparison. But then I see this tonight. It's a psalm of coronation. It ends the very same way that it begins. He said, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Now right now that verse cannot apply. The name of God is not excellent in all the earth. 
You talk to the heathen and they have no room for God. They have no patience for what you're saying. They don't want the gospel track. They want to go on about their way and spin their wheels and live their life tonight. Oh, but thank God Jesus, He's coming again, amen. And He'll be crowned with glory and honor. And everything that's done will be done by His will tonight, amen. We look at this question that David asked tonight, he said, what is man? What is man tonight? Well, we know from the account in Genesis that man is a formed creature. We've already went over that tonight. God created man tonight. And then we know that man is a fallen creature. Adam gave up his estate. Adam gave up and squandered his inheritance because he chose to condescend to where his bride was. And take on her sin. Doesn't that sound familiar tonight? Amen. That sounds like the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. We see man's a formed creature. And then we see man is a fallen creature. But I like this tonight. Man can be a forgiven creature. Amen. In the midst of our depravity. And in the midst of our fallen state. Thank God God came to where we were. And He offered us the forgiveness of sins. He offered us the opportunity to repent and believe the gospel. He offered us the opportunity. Uh, to turn from those false idols uh, and serve the living God. Uh, aren't you glad tonight that you've been forgiven? Amen. And you've been numbered with the redeemed. Amen. God is mindful of man tonight. He said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? I thought about this and studied on this. How, how is God mindful of man tonight? Well, we see that God is mindful in his consideration. He's mindful in his consideration. Look what the Bible says there again in verse number 4. He said, What is man that thou art mindful of him? You know, when you're mindful of something tonight, you keep it in the forefront, don't you? You keep it on your mind and you constantly have that thing brought up over and over and over again in your mind so that you don't forget. And can I remind you tonight that God will not ever forget about His children. He'll never forget about you tonight. He knows the... Is everybody okay tonight? Amen. He knows where you're at. He knows your estate. He knows the situations in your life. And God is constantly keeping man at the forefront of his mind and keeping man at the forefront of his heart. God considers man tonight. Amen. God even considers those that never consider him. He keeps them in the forefront of his mind. I looked at that word mindful in the Hebrew and it means to know, it means to remember, it means to bring up often. Amen. Aren't you glad one day that God was mindful of you? Aren't you glad that Jesus Christ came to where you were even when you didn't love Him? Even when you didn't know Him? But God commended His love toward you and that while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you and gave Himself for you. Amen. God is mindful in consideration. And then we know that God is mindful in incarnation. When you want to make something very clear to someone, when you want to put something on a platform where a child can even understand it, you don't talk in professor's language. 
You don't talk in a lifted language that they can't understand, but what you do, can I say it like this? What you do is you condescend to where they are and you get down on their level. You come to where they are. And can I tell you this? That's exactly what Jesus Christ did. He left the portals of glory. He left his heavenly estate. He saw us where we were in our foolishness and our depravity. And he got down on our level. Oh, God could have sent an angel to do the redemptive work. He could have used something else. He could have used some supernatural being. No, but he became a man. And he walked in flesh. And he lived our experience. You say, why did he do that? Because he came to where we were and he condescended to us so that we could go to where he is. Amen. God was mindful in incarnation. But then I see this. God is mindful in regeneration. The Bible said in verse number 5, For thou hast made him. Now we know this, through the natural man, God has made each and every one of us one time. We were born into this world, we've been made by God, He knoweth our frame, and He knows that you and I are but dust tonight. We've been born once, but you've got to be born twice tonight, amen. Jesus said that in John chapter number 3, He took the very best that religion could produce. And you know what he told him? He looked him square in his eyes and he said, you must be born again. The very best that religion could produce. The very best that society could produce. I'm talking about Nicodemus. He said, you must be born again. Thank God, thank God he was mindful of, of you and I in regeneration. Thank God He came to where we were and He saved us. When we were unlovable, He loved us. When we, were, when we seemed unsavable, He saved us. Amen. But then God is not only mindful of us in consideration, He's mindful in incarnation. He's mindful in regeneration. But He's mindful in glorification. Look what He said. He said, for thou, in verse number 5, He said, thou hast crowned Him with glory and honor. He crowned him with glory and honor. See, that's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. But you know what the good thing is tonight? Is one of these days we'll be like him. We'll be just as he is. This, this corruptible shall put on incorruption and this mortality shall put on immortality and thank God we will be in the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, amen man is justified, man is redeemed man is made whole and thank God when we each reach the end of the trail thank God we'll be glorified no longer will we have this flesh body no longer will we fight the temptations of the flesh and fight the sins of the world and fight the devil tonight oh but thank God we'll be made like he is and we'll be glorified tonight amen sometimes when you get weak in body you want to worship God sometimes you can't not like you really want to 
But thank God one of these days all the brakes will be took off. And we'll say this. We'll say, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Thank God there's a coronation day coming one of these days. Jesus is coming again. No longer will we have to bow to the power of the flesh. Uh, No longer will we have to fight nature and fight this whole wicked world. Oh, but King Jesus is coming again. And thank God one of these days uh, uh, we'll be glorified with him and we'll rule and reign with him for a thousand years and then the devil will be defeated and we'll enter that eternal state. Amen. I'm glad, thank God, one of these days his name will be excellent in all the earth. Amen. And we'll be able to glorify him the way that he truly deserves. Amen. wonder this while they come with a song tonight. Let's all stand together. They'll come with a song. If the Lord's touched your heart about anything tonight, you may be here tonight and uh, I didn't hit anything that's on your heart. You may have a heavy burden, something weighing on you tonight. You come and do business with God. The Lord knows all about it. They're going to come and they'll sing. You just mind the Lord tonight. Amen. (laughs) 